I sure do. Who the hell would give these three goons their own show? Welcome to Puck Puck Pass, a belly-up sports podcast committed to keeping you informed on the latest news and trends in hockey. So pick up your teeth, grab a brew, and don't be a hoser. Here are your hosts, whose names sound like something I'd call my dog, Zach Mac, Yake, and KJ. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Puck Puck Pass podcast, podcast presented by the Belly Up Sports Network. Guys, we're really excited to be back for part two, episode two, whatever you want to call it, here with at bellyup underscore KJ, at bellyupyake, and at Zach Mac. Belly up, how are you guys doing today? Not bad, not bad. Okay. Yeah, that was a delayed reaction because Yake is actually throwing back a brew <laughs> as we do this podcast. So <laughs> I thought you had a little bit longer to go there. Uh, yeah, I cut it short, um, kind of like most of the careers of Columbus Blue Jackets, but... That's just that's where we're at in the world today. Um, guys, we had a busy week as far as belly up hockey goes. We've got a ton of stuff to promote. We're still doing our hashtag puck picks. Make sure you get those in. Start your streak. We've got a lot of free merch to give away. We've got deep pockets. We're we're ready to just give you guys everything you want. We only have shirts, but if you want shirts, we got them for you. What else? We've got so much going on. Yake, what do you got for me? Uh, we got a new Twitter now. You can find us at belly up NHL. Uh, we're going to be retweeting our puck picks, our articles, every, everything that we're doing pretty much you're going to be able to find on Belly Up NHL, uh, including the uh, podcast, which you can find there. You can find on uh, Belly Up Podcast Network, which is on uh, Twitter as well. So yeah, you'll be able to find the stuff that we're doing up on uh, those two, and uh, obviously Belly Up is gonna, Belly Up Sports is going to be tweeting us out as well. That is, and not to mention, not just this podcast, there's so many other great podcasts. Um, that Belly Up's bringing to the table. Listen to us first, and then move on to the other ones. Just make sure you're covering all your bases. Zach Mack, I know you had a good week as far as, well, a, a better week as far as puck picks. Your record's getting better day by day. Uh, what do you got for me this week from Belly Up? Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, Shadow Man. I was actually doing pretty well this week. <laughs> um, I didn't run the numbers, but I had the same feeling. So I'm glad someone else felt the same way. Um we just pushed out today our second edition of power rankings, so we're gonna we're gonna do that thing weekly. Um, it's getting cleaner and cleaner as we as we post it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, so uh, those two nutcases picked uh, Colorado <laughs> atop the power rankings. Um, I've got someone else. If you want to know who it is, go check it out. Um, it's getting retweeted on the new Twitter, like Yake mentioned. So uh, yeah, if you it's can't that- find it, you know. It's, it's out there. It's definitely cleaner. It's more uniform. I like having the discussion that we're able to have about certain differences and everything. But honestly, the way this season's going, th- there's a lot of consistency with the great teams and a lot of consistency with the bottom. I won't mention any names. Detroit, Philadelphia, Anaheim. Everyone's kind of in a free-for-all. Uh, but we're having a ton of fun with that. Go check it out. Uh, great stuff. Every Basically every day from Belly Up Hockey, Belly Up Sports in general. Oh, we're having a ton of fun. We're super busy, especially this time of year. Baseball just ended, thankfully, but uh, we're, we're ready to keep it going. We are super excited this episode. We're bringing you guys the best of the best per num- by number off from double zero basically to 98. Uh, we don't have to do 99, but uh, we're going to break it up into a few parts. We're going to get this going today, but first... What we learned in the league this week, uh, starting with the Austin Matthews injury, real quick, I put an article out about it yesterday, uh, what to expect from the Leafs and everything. Guys, what was your initial reaction when you see Matthews skate off holding his shoulder like that? Yeah, for me, it instantly was they better be signing Nylander. I mean, they got to find somebody else that's going to be able to to replicate that production or at least try to get at least half of it. I mean, that's that's their main guy that they're losing. They got to find somebody else that can uh, slide into that spot. And right now it looks like I heard another rumor that Nylander might be on the move because they're not they're not finding that contract they want. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I think they're gonna have a hard time replacing Matthews. Yeah, I mean it's only tw- it's only, I don't want to say only twelve games because you know you can definitely dig yourself into a hole. But they they won enough. They accrued enough points to be in an okay spot for eight of these games. But they they can't go any less than six and six coming up. Uh, Zach, I mean, obviously in- injuries happen, but when we're, we're thinking about a guy who's had quite a few injuries over 
two and a half, not even three full seasons with a concussion, a similar shoulder injury last year. Is this cause for concern or are we just kind of, he's a young guy who his mind is going to catch up with his body. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what um, my first worry would have been is the, just a, a consistency you don't want to see in somebody that young with injuries, especially somebody that talented and um, someone you can shape your franchise around. Um, that was the first worry for me is you don't, you just don't want to see his career turn into a career of injuries and the Leafs certainly don't want to see it. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the last thing the Leafs can afford right now. I mean, he is young. He's fearless. He thinks he's invincible. He doesn't have McDavid's speed, but he does have the size and physicality, and that's going to put him in those dirty areas. Um, and he'll continue to get banged up, but as he gets stronger mentally and physically, uh, I think he'll be okay. But for all the more in-depth what they're losing statistically and what to expect from them, go check out the article on Belly Up Sports, or uh, we retweeted it at Belly Up NHL. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff. Yake put out an article about how bad his flyers are. Uh, and we'll leave it at that because you can see that in the power rankings as well. <laughs> Barely, but you can see the flyers on the power <laughs> rankings. Um, I mean, this last week, the Flames lose three straight and then battle hard against Washington, still end up losing and then come out and beat Toronto last night. Vancouver gets Pedersen back. He's right back to scoring a goal a game. The Habs are still good. I mean, these Canadian teams are kind of taken off. Uh, but I think Tampa and Nashville are kind of still the standard east and west right now. Even though I put Colorado up top, I think Nashville and Tampa are still going to be the two teams that people are chasing. I mean, that's kind of what I wrote. We all have um, Nashville at number two. It's unanimous. So I think they're kind of setting the standard. And they're kind of making their mark in the west. And they're like, I think, and I think I also mentioned, I think that arena is getting tougher and tougher to play in for um, visiting teams. So um, I think, I definitely think they're setting the bar in the West. That, that's for sure. Yeah. What do you think about Tampa? Is this, I mean, is this just one of those things where they just season by season, they get a little more cohesive. They get more and more support on the blue line and their offense just does what they do. There's, there's just too much talent on that team. I It's, I mean, I don't see a defense in the league that can stop their talent. And it's the same stuff they were doing in the playoffs last year. And luckily they came up against a team that stopped. I actually, I can't say luckily. I don't hate the lightning, but they came up against a team that was able to stop them. And, and I think the big part is you, you need to take away from that first line. Got to be able to stop the first line to even be able to worry about the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, last season was, was just one of those, the, the Capitals were destined to win that series. And we all weren't, you know, discussing hockey at all uh, during the last postseason. But one thing I noticed and I saw a lot of other people pick up on was John Cooper was basically double shifting Ryan Callahan against the Ovechkin line, like really not putting his best guys out there for long enough. So if he can continue to be a better coach and look like Batman 89, then I think he's really set to, to be a, a pristine coach. Uh, but he did lose his GM this year. We know, we know the relationship that he and Steve Eisman had. So, Right now, they still look great, um, but any turmoil, you, you wonder how he'll react and how the new GM's going to react. Um, that basically covers the week in the NHL. Not a ton going on other than ridiculous scoring and really bad defense. Uh, let's jump right into this list. We did, we're did. we going to do the first 33, the first third uh, today, kind of end it with arguably the best goalie of all time. Uh, you guys, I know we researched this pretty hard, but we're going to have a lot of similarities and hopefully a discussion on why, you know, Pavel Datsuk is probably a little bit overrated. You know, I heard Yake say Pavel Datsuk isn't even a top 100 player of all time. So we'll get into that. Um, but let's just start at double zero, guys. We're going to go the best player to wear that number, even if they don't wear it currently or didn't wear it their whole career. If they were better than anyone else who ever wore, I don't know, the number eight then they're going to top that spot. Uh, so let's start with Zach. You had a number. Oh, you started at one. Zach yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sit the first couple of, cause I'm a normal person. And I started with number one. <laughs> Yake, who'd you have at a uh, double zero? I think uh, we had the same one. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the only reason I had double zero is cause I got that, that rookie on skates this year with gritty started, uh, you know, double zero, but we got John Davidson, obviously uh, wearing the double zero. Uh, you can, you can argue other people there. Uh, Martin Byron, 
you, you could have put him there too, but for the most part, I'm going to have John Davis in there. And to tell you the truth, it's almost for his career after playing a Hall of Famer for the broadcast booth. And I think he's going to go far there, and uh, he'll definitely be in the Hall of Fame for broadcast. Yeah, that, that's for sure. John Davison, uh, he, one thing we'll have to remember as we go through this list is got, there are guys who, wore, who were great that wore different numbers throughout their career. And it doesn't necessarily have to be when they were the best wearing that number. If slim pickings for certain numbers, then they're, they're going to be there. And we can find someone else for the other number. That's totally fine. They're going to be on the list no matter what. Uh, and John Davidson is an example. I have him at double zero as well. He's another example of you don't necessarily, you're not always remembered for unbelievable skill or what you can do on the ice. John Davidson has had quite an impact off the ice after his career. Uh, and I have a few guys like that, actually, uh, especially stemming from, you know, Soviet Russia and everything like that. Uh, zero, I've got Neil She. There weren't a ton of options for zero. Same here. I, yeah. Uh, let's jump right into number one so we can include Zach. Zach, who'd you have at number one? Or four, number one? Uh, at number one, I had Jacques Plante. Really? Yes. All right. Yay, who'd you have? Uh, I threw Bernie Perrant into number one. I I agree with Yake. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> surprisingly enough. I uh, Zach, what's your? I mean, the reasons are obvious, but is there anything that we obviously weren't paying attention to when we chose our number one? Um, hold on. Give me one second. It's super hard to write down every stat to keep track of why these guys are in their shirt. Some guys, it's obvious. Why is Messier at his number? We know why. Yes. When, when you're picking from guys who maybe played in the 50s, I mean, Sawchuck is number one as well. I have, like, that know, my See, mine was between Sawchuck and Jacques Ponte. So yeah. my thing for Ponte was he had seven Vesna trophies. and That's unbelievable. I can barely he, count this up. He won the heart once. Uh, for, for me, I, w- I went with Perron just because, I mean, you're looking at a guy that completely changed the position for a team. That's, Philadelphia that's always lacked. Yeah, he, they always lacked that goalie. And really, I mean, except Hextall, they've almost lacked that position since. And Bernie Perron, he just kind of he changed the team completely when he came to the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, he's one, he's one of those guys uh, – that you can compare to more recently, like Brodeur, who, I mean, they changed rules because Brodeur did certain things so well. I'm pretty Um, sure Jacques Ponte was the first to ever wear a mask. uh, So he was slightly smarter than all the others. Oh, so you're saying he was was the first pussy is what you were saying. Uh, I mean... I I thought we were talking about changing the game. (laughs) I will give... Okay, so Jacques Ponte is smarter than all the goalies that played in his era. I'll give him that. Um, but also kind of looks a little soft now that we mentioned that. <laughs> Move on to number two. Uh, I had Brian Leach. It's obvious. I didn't go any other direction with that. You guys? I had Doug Harvey. He moved the puck better than any defenseman at his time, and I, and I think he was another guy that you can say changed the game at that number. Who did you have, Zach? I had Brian Leach. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. You're not wrong with Harvey. He he was one of the lists I was looking at had him as a runner up. Another list had him as the number two of all time. Um, I just some of this has to do with notoriety in you know who you think of when you when you see the number two. Uh, I really don't think you can go wrong with 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 either one. Uh, but personally, I look I just look over what Brian Leach did. Uh, what he meant to the city, and my boss lives in his old apartment in Manhattan, so brownie points for that. Um, other than that, there's there's really no there's no other option between the two. That that one was easy. Number three, Yake, who you got? Uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm gonna kill some of these names. I got Pierre Pilot or Pilot or however you say it. I said, yeah, I think I said Pelote as well. That's my Yeah, I was going to say I got Pelote there just to – he kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Harvey. He's the guy that took over that role as soon as Harvey was done. I can, Yeah, I can agree with that. He just kind of he, – he wasn't anything transcendent or anything like that, but he continued a trend um, that Harvey started. That's, that's, not a bad, that's not a bad selection. Zach? Yeah, likewise. Likewise, easy enough. Uh, I think our next two, they should be the same as well. 
But number four, Bobby Orr. Obvious. We don't even have to go in, into reasons why. Uh, number five, Zach, I'll let you say this one. Yeah, Nicholas Lidstrom. The perfect human. He really is. God, it's not fair how many NHL players are that talented and that handsome. I have neither of those qualities, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have no one to impress. I'm already married. But, God, it's, Nick Lidstrom is just one of those guys. Arguably one of the best defensemen of all time if it weren't for number four. I think you can put him right up there, but he's on my Mount Rushmore for defenseman. Yik, are you on the same page? or? Yeah, I, I had Lindstrom. A lot of defense in my first few picks. Yeah, a lot of defense. They picked the low numbers. Maybe because they wanted to try to match their point totals or something. <laughs> um, number six, I, I really think I reached for this. I had Ace Bailey. He won the 1931 Stanley Cup. I don't know where you guys are at with number, number six, but that is my number six. I had Phil Housley. I also had Phil. That's Housley. the obvious. That's the yeah, obvious I, one. I just. Yeah, I was gonna say. I look at him behind the bench, and I just want to knock that fucker out. <laughs> I just, I cannot stand him sometimes. But he is the option, the obvious one. But there's sometimes, you know, you just. I was looking at names. I saw Ace Bailey. You know, not that we have any idea uh, what he was doing 80 years ago, um, but quickly he was born in 1903, and 28 years later won the Stanley Cup. Greatest number six of all time. Number seven, Esposito. Any yep. arguments there, Zach? No. Okay. You, you, look, you looked at me like I was crazy. but No. Um, number eight, this one, if anybody put Timu Solani there, I wouldn't hate them for it because you can appreciate different aspects, but, it, I mean, it's Ovechkin. I have Ovechkin also, but I do want to throw it out there. I think Dave Schultz is the most underrated number eight. I could not even find him on any list when I was researching this. Yeah, that's, I mean, he was on, he was an honorable mention or in the mix uh, for a list the NHL did like eight years ago. Uh, I I didn't even see him. Dave Schultz. Dave Schultz. But uh, I I really think if, if it's not Ovi, it's it's Timu, finished Flash, just got that number retired not too long ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't, especially if you live on the West, if you're if you're a fan of the Ducks, if you're a fan of the Jets, you know you you watched Timu for so long and he was so fast. Not that Ovi isn't, but uh, you every time Ovi sets up in his office, he's but he's the best goal scorer of all time. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Zach. Again, I'll let you have this one as long as you call him by his proper name, Mister Hockey. Yeah, uh, that is Mr. Hockey. Gordy Howe at nine. I, just, other... I, I don't even feel like... Go I don't ahead. think I feel as proud as you think I feel when I say these names. I didn't even get to watch these guys play. No, I know, but I mean, you're wearing a Red Wings jersey. You switched to a Maple Leafs hat? Well, we, yeah, we were switching up. You're a psychopath. Yeah, I switched Devils, Penguins, and Red Wings. I didn't pick my arch rival. Uh, well, maybe the devil of penguins. But, uh, Yake, are you on board with Howe here? Yep. So, it deserves to be mentioned that Maurice Richard was also number nine. Or, does, it really, does it really deserve to be mentioned, though? I think it deserves <laughs> to be mentioned only because, you know, a lot of Howe's, the lore of, of Gordy Howe, is the amount of, like, the, the four decades that he played in. That, that, not that that takes away from any of his skill, but when you're looking at other guys and what Richard did in what was not that duration of time, um, he at least deserves an honorable mention. But yeah, and, and I agree. If I'm going to say Dave Schultz for number eight, yeah, he definitely <laughs> deserves to be mentioned. Definitely deserves to be mentioned. Um, number 10. Yeah, where are you at with number 10? I got Guy LaFleur. Okay. Yes. I, I think uh, our brothers in Canada would tell you it's Guy, but I'm uh, not one uh, to uh, go. Hey, I, I call everybody Guy, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Guy. I said Guy as well. I'm not your, <laughs> I'm not your guy, buddy. Uh, I said Ron Francis. Really? I looked at it for a little bit. He's fourth all-time in points. I think uh, for the same reason you said earlier, just recognizable. I, I think hey. that uh, Guy LaFleur is the guy that you think of when you think number 10. Yeah. No, that's 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 totally fair. I'm really Our not a huge ridiculous. points guy. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong there. I, I just think... Sometimes you look at points and it's the most important stat. Other times you you know you can you can look at every aspect of a career. But I mean, being fourth all time in points, playing in the era he did, Ron Francis was my number ten, kind of in a landslide to be honest. But Guy Lafleur was obviously on every list I could find. 
So, um, so let me ask you, if uh, Braden Shin keeps up his productivity in St. Louis, does he even make honorable mention on a list? Or does he not compete with either of those two guys? I don't think he competes with either of those. He would have to do last year for the next eight decade. years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had to be something crazy. Not to say that there's not guys on this list that – or there's there's plenty of guys in the NHL today that can take spots that we have written down already. But with with guys like Francis and not so much how, obviously, but Guy Lafleur, those spots can be up for grabs, but it takes a ton of production and at levels that sometimes aren't even possible anymore. Yep. Um, 11. Everybody on three, one, two, three, Messier. Yep. I was going to say the first name, so you got me there. If you, if you don't <laughs> down, we got to be on the same page if we're saying first one, name. One, two, three, first name, Mark. I, oh, Mark I was going to go with Messier that time. <laughs> you can't change it after I admit I'm wrong. Guys, yeah, well, you should meet my wife. Um, we, we're in episode two. We're working on some continuity. We're working on the flow. Uh, but we're at least we're all on the same page with Messier, and we should be all on the same page with number twelve. Number twelve. I don't. I don't have my notes. It's Jerome McGinley. Oh yeah. Oh, so that yeah. I had like a bunch of names listed for this one. Oh, really? I only had one. Yeah, yeah I had, for me, yeah. right away. McGinley is, is who I had at the top, but there was. That's fair. Other, there was like um, I looked at Marlowe. So I don't hate that, and I, I don't know if Yake just put his hand over his face in shock or if he's oh, just, yeah. I, I don't hate looking at Marlowe because he's one of the guys that's been deceptively fast, uh, a really good scorer, and, but, he, I mean, he was on some really good Sharks teams. Obviously, he doesn't have a cup, anything like that, but neither does Ginla. So, but when I when I got to number 12, I didn't even do any research. I, I just wrote yeah, down. Yeah, I was going to say, he, yeah. what, he was the cover on what NHL when we were growing up to the point that yeah, I think it was six. Was it six? I want, but was it? It was. Was it two K? Oh, was I don't it? Know. Uh, it was before twelve. All they the were NHL games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're all good with the Ginla. I yep. think we might have a disagreement here at thirteen. Well, I, first off, before we even get to, I have at thirteen. I want to know why you're saying he's not even in the top one hundred when I I clearly never said he's not a not a top one hundred player. Oh, uh, I I. As soon as you said gritty, my mind kind of went blank, and I wanted to make it a bad guy. <laughs> so uh, we were talking pre-show, and, and all I could think about was how can I make people hate Yake? And I think <laughs> admitting that Dotsuk is terrible. But, I mean, he's mine, number 13. I Yake, got him at 13 yours. also, yeah. Zach, did you uh, stay true to your heart, or did you did you pick someone else? Oh, yeah, that was the first one I wrote down. Silkiest set of mitts you ever did see. There's going to be a contingency of fans who are – furious that Matt Sundin is not the option here. I mean, I have him, I have it basically down Understandably. to slash Sundin, but when you watch, we watch a lot more Datsuk than Sundin. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fair to say that what we saw from him, you always go back to that goal in the, in the 2013 playoffs where he just pulls the puck from six feet behind him through the leg, scores a goal against the Bruins. Red Wings get swept. It was all great. Um, I couldn't even think of other than Cam Atkinson, Yake, who I'm sure you're super familiar with. I yep. couldn't even think of outside of those two too many 13s as a whole. No, and I, and I, I don't even think Atkinson's even worth a mention. I mean, I yeah. I don't think he compares to what these two guys have done in their career. And he doesn't even really have a season that we could look back on and say if he did that more. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, what are you gonna say that Datsuk would ever be up for an ex- expansion team at any time in his life? Was exactly. Atkinson considered there for a while? I, I I think he was. He was one of those guys that you look at that if Vegas would, was able to grab him, uh, maybe having to trade one of their own draft picks, but would yeah. improve their team, but was still a guy that's up for the expansion draft. Zach, with you being um, a Red Wings fan. And and you obviously have your list of all times red all time Red Wings. Uh, I I would assume Dotsuk's not number one, but where is he? Is he on your Rushmore? Is he in top ten? What what what's your deal with Dotsuk as far as Red Wings history? Well, I was so biased because he's my favorite player ever. So I grew up idolizing. <laughs> um, I I he's got to crack my top five. Um, okay, because I think 
I think it would be Eiserman. In no particular order, Eiserman, Howe, Lidstrom. You really saved yourself with that in no particular order, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Datsuk. That's, yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know. Mike Vernon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... And that's the thing. A lot of these, um, especially the original six, I don't have very many Rangers now that I think about it. But the, the history is all there for so many of these teams. It, I mean, they might have been a, a stop along the way for a journeyman who racked up a thousand points. And so, you know, the Bruins add another player to a list from zero to 99. There's just, there's so much history with the Red Wings, the Leafs, Bruins, all these teams, you know, that have been around since the teens, 1920s, everything like that, that there's so many options uh, to narrow it down. And then once you get beyond the team, where they rank all time. And I think Dotsuk is definitely up there. It's not top 10 all time, but he's an all time player. Absolutely. Speaking of all-time players and all-time disciplinarians, uh, my number 14 is Brendan Shanahan. Yeah, to tell you the truth, I'm getting tired of saying Red Wings because I have Shanahan also. <laughs> I told you, it's it's a Detroit wet dream here. <laughs> Zach, where are you at? With number I, think I, wrote, I think I wrote down uh, like Dave Keon because I, did, I didn't want to be shoving Red Wings all over this episode. Oh, yeah. every chance I get to mention a flyer on this list, I've done it so far. <laughs> Wait, do you have a flyer on your list? No. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Hey, we're gritty. I got gritty. Hey, if we could, if oh, if I could jump to number eighty-eight, I think we would fight for three hours, but we won't do we'll that yet. We'll get there. Um. Side note: My mom went to prom and dated Eric Lindros for like three years. Big story. I'll show the picture on the podcast one time. But number fourteen, Brendan Shanahan, Jamie Ben, honorable mention for what I expect the rest of his career to turn out as. He's never going to pass Shanahan. I'm not a Jamie Benn fan, so. Really? That's all I'll say. I'm, I don't like the Stars for some reason. They're like I'm my humble. second most hated team. <laughs> they might be my number one most hated team right now because they look so bad. And they're, they have way too much firepower to be this bad. I wrote in my power rankings. They're, they're awful. Um, number 15, I wrote down the 1950 Hart Trophy winner, Matt Schmidt. Is it Matt Schmidt? For some reason, I, yeah, I have Milt Schmidt. Milt Schmidt. It is Milt Schmidt. Right. Yeah, okay. We're all on the same Milky all Schmidt. Right? Tell me some slack. <laughs> uh, yeah, Milt Schmidt, the 1950 MVP. There was no other. I didn't look into once I saw the fact that there wasn't even an honorable mention, next up, anything. It, I mean, do you want to throw in Yuri Laterra? Because, I mean, great number 15 right there. <laughs> if, I, if I was trying to move drugs across the border, I'd mention Yuri Laterra. Other than that, right. I've got nothing more. <laughs> By the way, Yuri Laterra, shout out. That's back-to-back podcast mentions. It is. Uh, number 16, Brett Holt. I got a different number 16. I had oh, I can't wait to hear this. I really thought it might have been 5 a.m., but I really thought we'd all agree on 16. Bobby Clark. Yeah, you did say you'd take every opportunity to mention him. Hey, uh, I, Bobby Clark literally came in as a young gun and completely changed the team. Same reason I have Perron. Bobby Clark yeah. changed the team and led them to their two Stanley Cup championships in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Did he win any after that? Uh... I That's cannot. I, yeah, that. yeah. I was gonna say I. I don't. I was trying to think if he got even close to one when he was GM. Yeah, that's a good. I don't even think. My yeah, thing, I, was he I, there with Lindros? That I'd have to do more. That's beyond my scope. Of yeah, that's what I was trying to think when you yeah. said that. I, um, I think a lot of people, Zach. Do you, I know you left your notes at work, but is the whole year in sixteen, or did you throw, throw in a different? No, I had all. Yeah, I mean. Another another guy who just had a rocket of a shot, used an intermediate stick for half of his career, which is seems like cheating uh, for a guy that that's strong and that powerful. Maybe, maybe not. His foot was in the crease. Uh, should it have been called? I'm not a Sabres fan, so I don't really care. Uh, number 17, my lucky number. Um, but a, really a player that I don't care all that much about. But let's start with Yake. Yake, who's your 17? Man, you start with me. I, I keep hoping the ones that I can't pronounce their name that you guys say first, I can agree on. I got Yari Curry. That's right. All right, yeah. He, Gretzky's line mate. Um, he was for a while the highest scoring Finn. Um, and then I have next to it that I it easily could have been for me Isla Kovalchuk if he did not take that stint in the KHL. 
I just think it ruined any chance of him being on this list for me. Yeah, for the for the same reason that uh, you know Yager took that stint in the KHL for a while, I think he'd be the all time goal scorer if he yeah. didn't. Um, but I have Yari Curry as well. There are a few guys who fall onto this list strictly because they played with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, but Yari Curry, I think, held, held enough talent that he would be on this list independent of Gretzky if he wanted to. Zach? Uh, I think I gave Kovalchuk the edge on this one just because for the sake of Curry being on um, Gretzky's line mate, kind of like the, the Sky oh, Pippen. Yeah, no love. No love. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a, there's a bucket of guys who really could just be a product of 99. Uh, but obviously we'll never know. And you, we've got to take it at face value. Yara Curry's a great option, obviously. I took him. Kovalchuk's not a bad option. I don't know if you guys saw his goal the other night. He he still has it, but LA is just not good. You know, I don't know if it would have been going back to the Devils or what, but Kovalchuk definitely still has a ton of talent. And if he never left the NHL, we're talking about an all-time points getter, all-time scorer. Uh, but right now, I think I I don't think he should have even been allowed back in the NHL after he after the way he treated that contract. I know that's a little bit controversial, but I mean, there's no reason a guy like that should be celebrated for what he did. See, I, it, to me, I think he is. I think he is good for hockey. That being said, I. I think they should have forced him to come back to the Devils, which I think he'd be happier on the Devils and the Kings this year. So, I mean, he kind of fucked up there. But <laughs> actually, we, we can go ahead and cut that. I think he kind of messed up there. So, I think that, <laughs> I, I think that uh, he made the, made the wrong choice there and kind of screwing over the Devils. Yeah, and the Devils got nothing for him coming back to the NHL, by the way. They didn't even get a compensa- compensatory pick. Yeah, he waited till the contract completely expired. It was dirty. Yeah, it it really was, but I mean, it was probably at the direction of Putin. Oh man, I I shouldn't have said that that loud. I'm sorry. Hail the motherland. Let's move on to number eighteen. Uh, Zach, do you remember off the top of your head who you had at eighteen? Yeah, it was a Savard. Okay, Dennis Savard. Yeah, I got Savard also. Easy enough. Not a ton of options there. Nineteen. You know, early in his career, I've got a little soliloquy for number nineteen. Early in his career, he comes in. It's a strapping young man, few problems off the ice, but everyone really respects him. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, he had to move on to a new team. But I've got Boston Bruins, Tyler Sagan. I'm totally fucking with you guys, screwing with you guys. I've got Steve Eisenman. In parentheses, yeah. Joe Sackick, but I got Yeiserman. And and while he's throwing out his favorite uh all-time player for the Red Wings there with uh uh who'd you say? Uh Datsuk. Scotty Hartnell is my all-time favorite flyer. Just for future podcasts, you guys can rib me on that one. But I got Yeiserman also. I believe Hartnell was – was he a Red Wing for a little bit? He was a Blue Jacket. Yeah, as I say, he was a Blue Jacket. He was a Predator. He went through quite a few teams there, if I can remember. Yeah, with that hair and beard, he looked like a Predator. <laughs> but, no, Hartnell's one of those guys that Tortorello loved. A lot of grit, a lot of jam. Uh but he, I mean, if he's your fit, that's the thing. This is mostly skill based, but I'd have no problem if you straight up said Hartnell for nineteen. No, I, I got you. Yeah. Got to play favorites every once in a while. We talked about that a little bit off air today. I did that with sixteen. I played favorites with sixteen. We'll, we'll bring up Hartnell on a different podcast because I he just retired, so he's still relevant this year. But uh, for for nineteen, I do have Yesman. Yeah, that's that's fair. Is he your favorite Red Wing of all time, Zach? Yesman. Yeah. No, Datsuk is my favorite. Oh, time. that's right. We just talked about that. Is he the best Red Wing of all time? Mm, Talent-wise, or... Hey, you can plead the fifth. You can plead the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to file that under... We'll, we'll attack that at a later date. <laughs> we can attack it at a later date. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be as much fun as doing numbers is, is going over guys like that um, for the historic franchises, not the Blue Jackets or Flyers. Uh, number 20, Luke Robitaille. I didn't see much else. I got Dino Cicerelli. That's fair. God, what is with the Red Wings? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Both it's one these of the, guys are Red Wings, but I, I mean, Robitaille was a king for a while too, but the guy's a prolific scorer, another super handsome dude, uh, but deserves he deserved my number 20 spot. Yaquin Cicerelli, Zach, again, whichever wing you want to pick, you can just throw into that spot. 
<laughs> I had Robotani down. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's another one of those ones where it's, it's either a toss up or it's obvious. And this one for me was obvious. Uh, and so was number twenty one. As much as I enjoyed the the Red Wings Avalanche rivalry uh, that included Peter Forsberg. This might be a pick for my heart, but it's Stan Makita. He was my number twenty-one. Uh, rest in peace. But he was he was an all-timer. Ah, I, I got a uh, I got Forsberg there at twenty-one. That's uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with 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 Forsberg. I mean, he basically named it. He got a Deke named after him. Yeah. Yeah, I had I also had Forsberg. I had I think it was NHL four with Sackick on the cover, and. I hated Sackick, but I liked the Avalanche on the cover, so I was a Forsberg fan. And I, yeah, I think he had the best overall in the game too. So, I mean, he was unreal, and he was another guy that really probably could have played six or seven more years if he was a little. I don't want to say he wasn't soft or anything like that. He just had a tough time staying healthy for you know a full season. Uh, both really strong options, and we you know with all the Red Wings love, it probably. Their two biggest rivals of all time, Zach had to pick from from here. So a Blackhawk and an Avalanche. Um, speaking of the Flyers, Forsberg arguably could have been one of the best Flyers of all time. Yeah. If if if, Lin, if he who shall not be named goes to play for the Nordiques, Forsberg stays with the Flyers, and he has a hell of a career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he stays with the Flyer, easily potentially the best flyer ever. And I don't like to use the word potentially, but I'm going to be that guy for a second while we're on the topic of the four, uh, the flyers. I got to jump back a pick and ask you guys a question. I wasn't paying attention. Chris Pronger, if he doesn't get his concussions, is he in the running for best 20 ever? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think, I think it's, it's hard to leave him out. And, and that's, that's all we need to say about it. And you guys can debate me later. I don't want to jump back too far, but I, I forgot to say him for number 20. No, that's fine. I, Pronger also suffers from the hung on too long syndrome. Oh, yeah. The last I remember of Pronger is a shell of the Pronger we should remember. Oh, you, you, there's a shell. It, I mean, it was, it was an, I don't want to say embarrassing, but it was, it was almost sad to watch him go out there and skate just knowing what he could have been and seeing what he was then. Yeah, no, for, for sure. Number 22, uh, kind of the, the conductor of what was one of the greatest dynasties of all time, Mike Bossy. I got him too. I got him at yeah, first ever rookie to score 50 goals, and then he went on to score 50-plus for another eight seasons. Unbelievable. Zach? Yeah, I had Mike Bossy. Did you guys ever, speaking of Mike Bossy, because his stats speak for themselves, uh, did you ever hear the story that Gretzky told after they lost to the Islanders after uh, the Islanders won their fourth in a row? He said they they walked by the Islanders dressing room and the door was open and they looked in and and the Islanders weren't even celebrating. They were trying to recover from four years of absolute. I mean, they destroyed the entire league, but their bodies as well. And Mike Bossy was one of those guys who he sat in the ice tub for for hours and he couldn't even walk for weeks after the season. And he put himself through hell, but led one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. There's. There's one more Islander on my list from that era. And, I mean, that, that just speaks – when Gretzky tell, told that story, that just spoke volumes to what it, what it took back then just to get to the cup. Oh, yeah. Win it four times in a row. Yeah. Um, number 23. Yeah, could you get for 23? This one was – This is another one that, that number could have just been forgotten for all I give a shit. But I got Bob Gagey there. Not bad. Zach? You I, I had me on, hey, dude. Uh, I had that as well. Because I loved him guy. growing up. Every time we get a number that could just be forgotten, I always have the other guy. Like, I'm that jackass. <laughs> it's not even that, though. It's really how you interpret what the meaninglessness of the number could be. Hey, Duke was one of those guys whose names you... Do you guys know when Hey, Duke retired? Out of curiosity, do you know what year he retired? Take a guess. Two years ago. I, 2013. I would I would have said eleven. I would have said I would have said oh eight. I had <laughs> I totally not forgot about this guy, but you just you heard his name every single day growing up in in the Detroit area because of what he meant to that rivalry. He's not some crazy you know point getter or anything like that. 
but he was a he was a good guy on and off the ice from what I read about him doing this research uh, and really important to what developed into a huge rivalry. The Islanders just scored on the Penguins again. Um, I, I hate this podcast. Can you hear my clapping in the mics? Because I want to make sure that, that yes. I get to. All right, good. Yeah, as long as it's clapping and not banging on the table. Shout out uh, Belly Up Podcast Sports Network. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Milan Hayduke. Uh, super, super fun guy, and uh, one of—I mean, easy to throw into twenty-three when there's really no other options. Yeah. I would have sooner said LeBron or Jordan than any. Other I almost player. put Michael Jordan. I almost <laughs> put Michael. I was gonna be that guy again, but I'm being that guy way too much today. <laughs> um, number twenty-four. This is just one that we really don't have to discuss. Another fucking Red Wing. Another but, freaking Red Wings. God dang it. What? Yeah, we need to discuss what the parameters of our language are. are. Yeah, are we, are we cussing on this podcast? You know, we didn't. Nobody dropped a cuss word in the first episode, so I didn't know. <laughs> well, one look at the uh, Belly Up uh, Sports group chat, and I think I need to drink holy water. So I think we've been pretty tame so far. Uh, all yes. right. I'm not uh, gonna take the time to bleep them out. I tell you that much. All right. So, so now I'm really that guy where I'm trying to cut my own cuss words and they're in, the, in there anyway. In the heat of the moment, I don't think anybody's gonna argue uh, with uh, with us throwing something out there. But Chelios, uh, yeah, three Chelios cups, three Norris trophies, easy, easy, easy pick. Twenty five, uh, Zach. If you remember it off the top of your head, if not, yay. Could you have a twenty five? I had Joe Newendike. Simple. Because. Because he yep. was a fun player to watch, in my opinion. When I was now, playing. I had to go back between him. I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong, probably. But I, I also have Dave Andrichuk. Yep. Yes. I was going to say, for me, if he would have had one career, he would have been number 25. But he literally has two separate careers. One as a scorer and one as a checker, where he was just like the leader of the team that was that badass. And I think that's why I kept him off of number 25. So... And that's actually the reason I kept him on 25. Uh, I have Newendike as well. And he has two, he has 200 less points than Andrew Truck, but played 400 less games. And a lot of the discussion around Andrew Truck getting into the Hall of Fame was that he just collected points. Yeah. He played forever. He played 14, eight, was it 1,800 games? Something ridiculous. 1,600 games, I think it was. Um, which, if you can last that long in this sport, in this league, Props to you. You deserve to be a Hall of Famer no matter what. Uh, but when you look 1639. at 1639, 1639. Um, I mean, Newendike, he did it quicker. I think he was just a little bit more of a presence on the ice as well. Uh, but this is another one. Either selection, you can't go wrong. This one probably we throw it to Twitter. We'll let the we'll let the Twitterverse decide. Andrew Truck, Newendike, 2018 clash, um, 26. Another one I think is simple, but I can already see on Yake's face he's got someone else. No, I, I, I'm, no. Every time you say it's simple, I hope I have the right one. I got Patrick Elias. Yes. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. We're good to go there. Celebrated. Do you do you have something to tell us about Elias? Or no, I was just really home. hoping y'all had Elias. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time you say simple, I usually have somebody else. <laughs> I don't mean to say it's simple. Like my answer is the right answer. I just when I'm looking at these options, I really don't see that many prospects. There are numbers like we might fight forever on, but a lot of these early ones are older guys who have been established. And you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna argue any current players. You know, Eliash could technically still be considered current, um, but that one you just look at it. You you know you know the name, so you know it's his number. Uh, and I'd say the same thing for number twenty-seven. I've Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, this one, like Chelios, to me, is just, like, synonymous, the number with the name. Like, you say yeah. Chelios, and you think 24. It's like Niedermeyer, you think 27. Exactly. Much better than his brother, but that's a discussion for a different day. I'm going to jump right into number 28. We're going to have a fight on this. I know we are. I'm sure we are. <laughs> but I um, I have a buddy who's a huge Chris Osgood fan. And I don't understand it because I think he might be the worst goalie to ever win a Stanley Cup. I had somebody literally call him Osgrate for like 10 years of my childhood. Because I grew up Northwest Ohio, so yeah. I'm up close enough to Detroit. There's a lot of Red Wings fans. They called him Osgrate, and I could not see it. My, this, this same buddy 
he keep he plays defense forward, everything but goalie on NHL 19, and keeps his name as Chris Osgood. He's got such a love affair going on with him. But Brian Rafalski, like Nicholas Lidstrom, is the only reason we talk about Chris Osgood as an all-time great goaltender. Yeah. I'll I'll stick my foot in the ground. He is the third or fourth reason behind Eisman and Fedorov and Lidstrom that Osgood is considered a great goaltender. Without those guys, he's Mike Vernon. Osgood was the only Detroit Red Wing I ever had a poster of <laughs> in my room. Oh my god! My dad used to tell me I can't remember if it was Osgood or Vernon, but for the sake of the argument, we'll we'll say it was Osgood. That uh, one time things were so bad in Detroit, he tried to jump in front of a bus, but that too went five hole. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so at twenty eight. And, and I'm sure you guys are going to completely disagree, and that's fine. I got Captain Claude. The, the guy came into the league as a bottom nine forward, and they say it in literally any NHL game that you own, bottom nine forward to the guy. And I think by the time that he is done playing, he will have that 28 spot solidified. I think before we – well, Zach, do you have – who do you have at 28? Do you have Rafalski? I had Rafalski, yes. Rafalski wow. was, was the one that I was going to put. And then, I mean, Giroux wasn't even on most lists. Or Giroux, if you want to be Canadian. If, we, if, if you looked at the NHL list and anybody who wants to compile a similar list, and if you do, please let us see it. We want to, we want to have this type of interaction and be able to compare uh, what we think is right uh, or know is right and uh, to, to what you guys are thinking. But... The, the NHL list I had was from like 2014, and they didn't even have Osgood or uh, Drew on the list. And and I agree with Rafalski's good, but I just think I at where we're at now, and you have to include some current players. I think Giroux is going to be one that overtakes Rafalski's spot at 28. I can get behind that. No, I definitely I could. You could say right now that Drew deserves it more than Rafalski. You could probably make a case for a couple guys deserving it more than Rafalski. Um, Drew. Other than the fact that he's a flyer, my big uptick with him is in, isn't even his fault. It's Laviolette's fault, and you know what it is. It there has been no point in Claude Giroux's career he's been on the same level as Sid. But once that conversation got started by a head coach, which is what you want him to say, you want him to have that confidence in his guys. But all of a sudden, there's this conversation: yeah. what Giroux brings to the game. It, it was it wasn't close to Sid, so I took an issue with that. But if if you gave me a list that said here's Claude Giroux twenty eight, I wouldn't give it back. You, the, I mean, the only thing that the other guy that you mentioned is better at Giroux on is, is diving off a diving board. The, the guy, the guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for Olympic diving. Oh my God! I cannot wait to have a fully engulfed. Sidney Crosby pocket. As I watch him celebrate on the ice, because the Penguins finally score, he will uh, he'll make a full-on appearance in this podcast. But I think 28, this is this is the type of discussion where is this purely points, which I think Drew, as far as 28s go, will definitely have. I mean, last year was vintage Drew, and he's not even that old to be able to say vintage, but he was having a couple down years. 30 oh, yeah. years old, That's and that true. was his best year yet. And year. the reason that was his best year is because they gave him somebody that can pass him the puck. He, and he's, he grew up as a center. He's a great centerman. But putting him on the wing was – and I, I will tell you right now, there's probably somebody on Facebook that if they see this, they're going to want to punch me because I argued my ass off at the beginning of the year to not move him to wing. I didn't want him up against the boards. I didn't want our 30-year-old center getting hit up against the boards more than he would at center. And, and I, I fought with that. And as soon as the season was over, I was like, yep, I, I was completely wrong there. And I think giving him people that can pass on the puck and that way he can score and somebody he can just – someone that can sit in front of the center for – or in front of the goalie for him that he can pass to, that's why his point total went up. And this year it's just uh, – it's, it's not working out right now. Yeah, not yet at least. Yeah. Um, I, Drew is, is a phenomenal player. He's got so much talent. and really shows it in ways where – if he has to be the star, he can be that. If he needs to be the distributor, he can be that as well. Uh, both really solid picks. Uh, anyone on Twitter, Facebook, whoever's hearing this, is this a points thing or is this a what you saw them do on the ice? And I understand not that many people were even focusing on Rafalski, 
But if you look even at old YouTube videos, he was saving his goalie. He was covering for Lidstrom. He was helping those forwards. He was a great player, but either one. I was say, that might be another one for the Twitter poll. I would totally agree. One that will not go to the Twitter poll. Anyone that disagrees should actually be kicked off Twitter. Number 29, Ken Dryden. Yep. Six Stanley Cups in seven years. Yeah. Seven years of playing, not seven years of like a 20-year career. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's unbelievable what that guy did. Do you have – do I have it here? I don't have it. I have his book, though. Phenomenal. Why did he retire so young? He it's in the book. Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need any more. <laughs> uh, he was he was running out of fingers. Uh, he's married and 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 all that fun stuff. But he uh, he was the obvious twenty nine. Just like look at look at this back to back obvious choices. Number thirty. Henry oh, oh no, God! <laughs> goalie in history. I, I know you mentioned him for thirty three, but I have number thirty is the greatest goalie in history. Really, you have Henrik Lundqvist as a great goalie. <laughs> Ryan Miller, actually. <laughs> Did you see it? We might as well say, you know, Marty Brodor. But have you seen his new commercial running on NHL Network? Is it the is it the uh, the The Enterprise one? It's bad. Oh, terrible! He's a good looking guy. But it's 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 terrible in the sense that gritty's terrible. I don't want to hear it. No, but like I can't look away. I watch it every single time. I he is such a dad. It's insane. Oh yeah. NHL TV plays it every commercial break because, like, they don't actually show you the actual commercials. So what I get is Marty Brodeur Enterprise <laughs> literally every, like, eight minutes. So I have seen it probably about 4,700 times, and I absolutely love it. It's to the point that, like, it, it goes in streaks. Like, uh, the, like uh, the, I, the I Will Walk 500 Miles song, it, it goes in streaks. You love it, and then you hate it, and then you love exactly. it, and then you hate it. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, Brodeur, he's the obvious at 30. Uh He's not my greatest goaltender of all time, but he's, I mean, for wins, whatever you want, they created a rule to prevent him from doing what he was best at. Yeah. So that, that speaks volumes. Those Devils teams were unreal. Rivalry. I'm not even going to say it. Rivalry. The, counter, the, the counteract to what was the Red Wings and Avalanche really dominating the West, uh, Brodeur and those Devils really took control of the East for a while there. Uh in number 31, another goaltender. Not an all-time, you know, top three. But uh, who who do you have at 31 before I before I spoil it? Either one of you. Either one of you. Zach can take this one because you're pretty confident. Curtis Joseph in my parentheses. Wait, he's I, in, Curtis Joseph in your parentheses? Or you have parentheses after Curtis Joseph? No, no. I had Grant Fear. Really? Okay. I had Billy Smith. I had Billy Smith as well. Yeah. Uh, four straight cups with that Isles team. That's that's this is who I was referring to when we talked about Bossy. Zach, I'm interested not because I think you're wrong, um, but because personally I didn't even think about Fear. I saw his name, but as soon as I saw Billy Smith 431, I knew where I was going. Yeah, I think I wanted to put more more Islanders from that team, and I think that's the only reason I chose Billy Smith. It's because that team was so damn good that they deserve a couple people on this list. That's fair. Zach, what, uh, what's your, what's your, what, oh my God, what's your thinking? Oh, I was just, I was growing up, Fear was one of the, the best. Yeah. That's, that's fair. It's always like, I mean, he, he definitely, it's not like I ever saw Billy Smith play. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice, but I'm very much a child. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw, you know, enough of Grand Fear to, to think he's a, a great player, but four straight cups, we talked about what it did to that team. And goaltender uh, or playing goaltender for four straight cups has to be one of the most exhausting positional prospects to even think about. Maybe we throw that to the Twitter poll. What's what's more impressive, an all-time great career or four in, in, incredible years? Uh, number 32, Yake, where are you at with 32? 32, I got Dale Hunter sitting at 32. Did anyone was- write down Dale Hunter's penalty minutes for his career? No, I did not. 3,500. <laughs> see that. Uh, Zach, who did you have at 32? I had Dale Hunter as well. Okay. Yeah, 3,565 on the penalties. 3,560. That's I, insane. I actually didn't even have another option for this. You, my biggest problem for the Flyers a couple years ago when they were taking all those penalties 
was the fact you had C- Craig Berube as coach who had the most major penalties in a career and Ron Hextall as your GM that had the most penalty minutes for a goalie. Okay. It, you cannot put those two people in charge because guess what happens? You lead the league in penalties. Well, that and it, it spoke to the fact that they were still living in their Broad Street Bully days. And oh, yeah. I think last year they really saw the finesse and skill that it took to compete at a high level in this league. Yeah, and then this year they're charm and soft, so that's what we get. Check out uh, Yake's article on bellyupsports.com. Any other uh, might mention it. <laughs> yeah, I think every piece of content from the, from Belly Up NHL is going to talk about the Flyers being soft. Uh, so, and all good options, or all on the same page for 32, 33, my greatest goalie of all time, uh, Patrick Waugh. Same thing. I, th- I think these last few picks have been simple. <laughs> if you're uh, Sidney Crosby with a goal against the Islanders, uh, I think if you hate goaltenders, you could go Henrik Sedin. He was one that I was looking at, but if you take that Sedin, you have to take the other Sedin. Like, I mean, it's just... You, you can't not take one without the other. That's it. I yeah. almost want to put them both at 33 and just say the Sedins. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have one plaque in the Hall of Fame. The Sedins. Um, 34. Zach, could you have a 34? Oh no, hey, we're stop, we're stopping at 33. Oh, we got to spread this out over a few. Got to spread this out. All right. Well, good because I'll have to take the next few days to learn how to pronounce my 34. Same here. Uh, <laughs> as soon as we release this. Listeners, please send us any qualms you have about our list. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of disagreements, just like how I disagree with Zach's wardrobe right now. But I think we're off to a great start. A lot of similarities, a lot of agreements, some disagreements. And I think I really think that the disagreements and the debate is going to start to evolve with these next 33 numbers. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think this is great. We're going to have a ton of fun with this. We really want you guys to be involved. Uh, with not just with this, with the power rankings, with the puck picks, we've got a ton of stuff to give away. We've got some charity stuff coming up for November, and we're we're having a great time. There's so much content out there to be had, and we're gonna bring you guys the best of the best. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to leave before we get out of here this week? Flyers suck. Okay, but anything new? Uh, <laughs> I haven't tanked yet. Uh, yeah, I know that. Actually, I did want to say something about the Hawks because I have 50 bucks right now on them not making the playoffs with somebody that works for me. So I can't lose a bet to somebody below me, and it looks like I'm about to. It sounds like you're actually breaking a few like labor laws. Uh, you know, in, in the state of Ohio, gambling and within the workplace is legal. Oh, that doesn't seem right. Nobody, but nobody. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to have a hundred bucks on the Blackhawks not making the playoffs, let me know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for that, but I really think you guys are going to have to come around sooner than later. They are not world beaters, but I, we all have them top 12, don't we? They're, right now we do, but they're old. They're old. Someone's going to break they're a not hip. They're old. No, they're old. They need life alert buttons on the damn ice. <laughs> God. They're not, their two best players are older. They're veterans. But it's not like they're 35. They're not all Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. Every time they hustle, I cringe. <laughs> because you don't understand hustle being a Red Wings fan or because it's hard to watch. I mean, they're going to they're gonna break a, a new record for the league, and it's going to be most people that have skates on walkers. That's how fucking old they are. This is um, actually bringing me to tears, so I guess this is where we leave it. Um, as of right now, 7.46 on Tuesday night, Sidney Crosby has scored one goal against the Islanders, uh, continuing to prove he is better than... I don't know who that is. Yeah, well, you how will. Times, how many times have he dove tonight or, or started a fight that he skated away from real fast? Oh, my God. 87? Sounds like 87. So excited. Anyone who wants to make any comments on Sidney Crosby, love or hate him, we love to hear it. Oh, bring it on. Belly up, yake. Blow up my inbox with your comments about Sidney Crosby. It, it, I think I, you're going to have more people on your side. I have a feeling at belly up underscore KJ, I'm going to get ruined by people that, especially if we're all going to have people that we know and that we talk hockey with. If it's in Ohio, Detroit, Nashville, they they hate Sid. And I get it. I know why you do, but it's also not 2008 anymore. All right, well, let's end it there. That's at Belly Up Yake, at Belly Up Zach Mack, at Belly Up underscore KJ. Make sure you follow the new Twitter. Zach, always a pleasure, my dude. I cannot wait 
for next week. Episode three will continue with this list. Uh, anything for the listeners before we go? Nah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Right. Uh, you can go ahead and add me. 87 is never top five. 87 is never top five. All right. We appreciate it. At Belly Up Sports, this was the Puck Puck Pass podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Jesus. This episode of Puck Puck Pass has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, your go-to site for everything sports. Belly Up, be bold, stand out.